We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like open relationships, shedding our guilt, going big or going home, and learning to love ourselves. Uh, But first, before we begin, we just want to give everyone a Surgeon General's warning, which is that we are making everything up as we go along. (laughs) Yeah, we don't really know what we're talking about. Um, not only have we done horrible things, horrible things to in people. relationships, we have endured horrible things and then stuck around. <laughs> this is all to say we are a bucket of bad choices. Please take our advice as you see fit. We're here to offer our friendly musings to give you some advice and hopefully some laughs on the very confusing, um, wonderful thing that is love. Absolutely. I went a little off script there. That's great. I yeah. love it. I, all right, y'all. You just need to know that Sam and I are in a mood today. I'm tired. I've been traveling. I am working a, a shift somewhere today, a double um, at a restaurant, and um, we're in the middle of that shift right now. And <laughs> like literally, Sierra yeah. left work to come record, and then she's going back to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just not yeah. fun. Um, which is another reason why you friendly listeners at home should donate to my Patreon <laughs> so I can write, <laughs> which hasn't been released yet because I'm afraid it's going to go badly. Okay. Well, Just we'll talk about that offline today. too. <laughs> okay. And then Sam's in a mood too. Yeah. I don't know why. Just Sam. Just feeling a little anxious and depressed. And I mean, it's gloomy. Yeah. It is a gloomy day. And like, y'all, wedding planning 
is like fun sometimes, but also just like a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it's like working because I have a real job that's, you know, not going great either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I have this job, which is fine, but it's like a full time job. And all I want to do sometimes is like lay on my couch and watch ER. Right. But like I have to do that and also like manage the guest list yeah. and like prep for the podcast and prep for your like, own job, which is sure. emotionally abusing you, no doubt. Right. Um, yeah, so we're not, we're like so happy to be here. This is like our favorite thing in the week. Oh, absolutely. Um, we're just in a funk right now. So we're feeling especially feisty. Yeah. Just to, just as a warning. Yeah. 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 If we give you <laughs> advice, that's like, you know what? You should just sell your car and use all the money on pogs. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember pogs? Oh my God. Yes. And Slammers. I don't think that you know this. Oh my God. Tell me. But Peter, my fiance, <gasps> Was like won a Pog championship at no. Hardee's. No, he didn't. Yes, and then got to go to like the state championship at a different Hardee's. Tell me, <laughs> Sam, how uh, heavy is his slammer? <laughs> I have no idea. For the younger listeners at home, this is like a phenomenon from like the early nineties, late eighties. Like I don't even... Late nineties, early two thousands, because it was right around the time that Apollo thirteen came out. Because that's also a movie for folks who don't know <laughs> starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, because the thing that he won at the Hardys Championship was a, an Apollo 13 pog holder. Jesus Christ. I, I, there's so many things coming at me right now. I can't even. I actually thought it was because, I mean, I remember being little playing them in like second grade and I'm 32. Yeah, I don't know. I remember yeah. them being like, I remember them being banned maybe, in middle school. Maybe. <laughs> You were still playing with Pogs in middle school? Yeah. Um, Which is also the time that Apollo 13 came Yeah, no, out. I hear you. Yep, yep, yep. Um, maybe Pogs just have been there in the back of our minds forever. Like maybe, maybe. The, you know, there's a great Rumi poem that's about love and it's like lovers don't um, uh, just suddenly find each other one day. They're in each other all along. And it's such a beautiful love poem. It's like wet at readings. Which you are oh, applying yeah. to Pogs yes, right now. Yes, I absolutely am. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is maybe this like relic from our childhood has just always been there. We maybe. just associate it with childhood because that's when we... Huh. I yeah, know that's, that's total point. bullshit, but no, I'm with just you. I'm go, go with you that. right now. <laughs> also, Pogs and Slammers was like the big joke when I became a poetry person because they'd be like, oh, you're going to slam like a slammer? Like you're a slant, you know. People are so funny. Ah, oh, god damn it! I, they're just not funny at all. I can't even. I'm in such a funk. <laughs> anyway, um, excited to be here. Uh, how is wedding planning going? It's good. You know, the details. It's like all about details right now. And as a person who's not super details oriented, you're not. No, really. My thing is like you plan enough, and then you're just like. Okay, and then it'll happen. Like, you just, yeah. like, give it over to the universe. That's a metaphor for relationships. Oh, for sure. But weddings, that doesn't work because, like, you have to plan every single detail. Yeah, literally. Like, and I'm like, I honestly don't care what my nephews are wearing. The, yeah, I won't tell <laughs> I'm, like, so excited that they're excited about what they're wearing, but, like... Yeah, just have that decision made for right? you. Yeah. Like, thanks for checking in with me, but, like, just, just take it. Yeah, totally. So... Um, I Which is to... not a dig on my sister, and I appreciate her and love her very much, and that she's communicating. With hey, me. Aaron. 
She's going to listen and be like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> nephews are going to wear like a bat suit. Too. It's so cute, though, because they're both wearing matching like lightning bolt t-shirt or oh little God. shirts. And then they're like. You're lying. That's real? Yeah, no, oh this is real. God, and then so one is wearing like a gold tie. <gasps> they're going to look super cute. And I'm super excited about it. Oh, it's going to be so good. Y'all, like, I'm going to try to share like as much of the wedding week as possible that Sam like consents to me sharing because I'm just excited about it. Not only do I love Sam, but I love his fiance Peter and I love our friend group. Like we, yeah. it's just sort of like, uh, like the bachelor party was a blast because it was just such gen- genuine friendships yeah. and stuff. And I'm just super excited to have like all of the people that I love in the same space yeah. and like being able to stand up with you and yeah. like have you read the poem. Like it's that just going to be, yet. <laughs> We'll talk about that later, too. I'm writing a poem for Sam's wedding. I haven't written it yet. So just got a couple weeks left to bang out the most important poem of my fucking career. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, but it's good. It's going to I'm really excited for it. I'm just today sort of like I know over it. I know it's funky. That's all right. All right, y'all. You want to get into this? We have four wonderful questions today that we are, despite our funky attitude, are super excited to answer. Absolutely. Yes. I, this is this is the most fun that I have all week. So like I'm really happy to be here. Oh my god! Oh, should I tell them about Wednesday now? Oh yeah, or later? Just go for it. Okay. Right, and like, yeah, I just <laughs> don't I, tease I am them. Already, <laughs> yeah. Um, we are recording this episode to come out on Monday, August twenty seventh. And we are actually going to do our first Instagram live happy hour party. We're going to we're going to do a just break up happy hour um, on Wednesday, August 29th at 630 Central Standard Time. You yeah. can find us live on Instagram. We're going to drink a glass of wine with you all who anybody who wants to join us and you can come in and ask us questions or just like uh, hang out with us <laughs> in some way and see uh, what we look like when we put wine in our face yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great it's gonna be a little looser than, yeah. than the <laughs> podcast what, is. what you guys need to know is that like Sam and I love imbibing in a beverage here now yeah or here 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 in there there yeah there we go um <laughs> But uh, we've made like a very firm rule that we can't drink while doing this podcast or even prepping for this podcast because we just get too dramatic. We're like, yeah. leave him, <laughs> you know, set her house on fire or no, you know, like we just get a little too loose yeah. with our and then our affirmations get a little loopy doopy doo oh, because we'll loopy. be like, listen, bitch, you're like the most <laughs> special, most beautiful. You're the smartest and the prettiest. <laughs> and what you guys don't know is that we're just saying it to each other. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why we're not allowed to drink while we do the podcast. One day I want to do like a drunk episode um, where we have like, we just drink the entire uh, Oh, for episode. sure. But we have to establish our credibility yeah. before. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> But anyway, so Wednesday, um, August 29th at 6.30 Central Standard Time, we're going to be live on our Instagram, which is Just Break Up Pod. And I'll say this again at the end of the episode, but let's get into our first letter. Great. Awesome. All right. So this letter comes from Barbara, who's writing from Canada, our neighbors to the north. Canada. Woohoo. Writes, I am 22 and have been dating my boyfriend for six months. We have been in a long distance relationship for the past few months. He lives in L.A. and I live in Canada. He was supposed to move back to Canada to go back to school, but he didn't get into the program he wanted to. Hmm. Bummer. 
Uh, he isn't sure if he wants to move back to Canada or not now. He suggested we enter an open relationship until he makes his decision. Is this a viable decision? I see a future with him and don't particularly want to enter an open relationship, but also don't want to wait around while he makes his decision. Hmm. That's... Barbara, that's real. That is real. Yeah. First of all, simultaneous congratulations on what is a good relationship so far. Yeah. And a, I'm sorry that he didn't get that job and that like your plans are kind of being thwarted. Yeah. That that is a bummer. Yeah. So I think the, the essential question is, do I get into an open relationship or not? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. I will say one thing before we dive into open relationships, just for me (laughs) as a feeling feisty, but like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. don't be anyone's contingency plan. Woo. (laughs) Lamb dunk. Yeah. Like, people ask people to wait around all the time, and it's just like, don't do it. Like, it's not going to, you're not going to feel good about yourself waiting for someone else to make the decision about whether or not they want to be with you. Oh, God, my heart. (laughs) You just said that straight to my fucking So, like, it's not his decision, right? It's, (laughs) It's your decision to make at this point. Like, do you want him in your life or not? And it seems like... And if the answer is yes, then you say to him, I want you in my life and I don't want it to be an open relationship. Right. Or I do want it to be an open relationship. Well, it sounds like from the letter, like, you don't really want to do that, too. Right, because you would have said, I'm thinking about doing this because of these reasons. Right. Yeah, it's a contingency thing. Is that, like, you don't want to be... He's essentially saying, I don't know if I want to move home to be with you. Yeah. But I get... <laughs> I'm a little torn because, like, mm-hmm. I'm super career-minded, even yep. though I'm self-employed. <laughs> so technically unemployed. That is, that is a valid employment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, I don't know. I, I do understand. Also, they are 22, so they're at the the peak, not the peak, but the beginning of the true investment in your career, I guess. Yep, for sure. So, like, I do want to advocate for him a little and say it's really hard to make these decisions, especially Absolutely. when you're romantically involved and Absolutely. you've only been together for half a year. It's not like you guys have been together for yep. five years that are making this decision together. Yep. In addition to Sam's contingency plan point, I just want to say if it doesn't feel good... You don't, this doesn't have to work out. Right. There are so many people out there. And if you don't want an open relationship, it it really sucks that your relationship could potentially change because of a career choice. But that's the world. That that is the world out there is that plenty of happy couples break up because um, their life goals are not currently aligned. Right. Absolutely. Or like their, or their advancements or career things. And it's not that it's anyone's fault that this is happening, right? It's just that, like, the circumstances changed, and now you have to figure out what you want to do within these circumstances. And so an open relationship could be part of that. Yeah. If if you want to, you know. Yeah. You say, Barbara, that you see a future with him, but you don't particularly want to open this or uh, enter this open relationship, um, but you don't want to wait around. I, I just think that's all real. Like, I think that this is the perfect time to put out a not dramatic line yep what what's the word i'm looking for uh, ultimatum oh yeah people say ultimatum is such a bad thing and don't get me wrong like there are times in which ultimatums are super harmful but like also they only say ultimatums are a bad thing when they're coming from women <laughs> yes they do <laughs> okay so fuck everything i was just saying make an ultimatum barbara because you are you are valid you are an important part of his life 
more importantly, your happiness and your relationship and what you want from your relationship is just as important. So just say, hey, I like you. I see a future. I don't want to be in a long distance relationship. If this is not what you want, or excuse me, not, not long distance. An open, open relationship. If this isn't what you want, um, I think I'm going to have to find my happiness elsewhere. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with breaking up and then if he moves back to Canada, you getting back together, right? right? Like that's also an option too, but don't put your own life on hold waiting for him to make his decision. Right. I think that's perfect. I want to before we wrap up, I want to say cuz I do like the question is this a viable decision? Mm-hmm. Can we do a little um pros and cons list or or how oh, do you approach So if you choose to be in an open relationship, Barbara, well, honestly the first fucking thing I would say is if you don't want to be in an open relationship, don't be in one. Right. Number one. <laughs> so you've kind of already answered your own question. <laughs> However, if you decide that an open relationship is the best thing for both parties involved, yeah. holistically, spiritually, physically, whatever else you need it to be. That's right. Then open relationships are all about communication mm-hmm. and trust. Yep. And and about power dynamics so that it's not him going out and meeting new people and you staying at home waiting for him to call you. Yes, That's exactly. That's what I want to like, prevent. And in an open relationship, like, there have to be very clear parameters around what is acceptable right. and what is not acceptable. Right. Like, honestly, um, Barbara, it comes down to, okay, you can touch another woman's boobs, but right. you can't have sex. Or you right. can have sex, but I need to know when it's happening. Or yep. I don't want to know. Or, oh, absolutely. Like, so it, it is extreme open communication and guidelines that will help you get through that if that's what you want but squirrel friend it doesn't really sound like you want it yeah Um, yeah yeah (laughs) i'll I'll say yeah to my own point (laughs) that's right sierra you affirm yourself (laughs) good job sierra thanks girl that's just like masturbation really at that point affirmation masturbation oh my god let's name it episode Oh, no. Oh, God. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. Oh, God. I just, I'm the one that's going to have to make them all the promo fucking material uh-huh. and think What's of the, the emoji, emoji that goes along with it. Uh, oh, Lord. All I'm right. so excited. Okay. So, anyway, I'm flushed. I'm flushed right I now. know. Um, but... Uh, if you don't want to get into an open relationship, you can have that ultimatum, Barbara. You can just say, "This is I'm not interested in that. I am interested in having a future with you. But if yep. you don't think you can reciprocate it fully to me right now in the way that I need and deserve, then yep. I feel like it's time for us to cut ties. Absolutely. And last thing, it's better to do that now than six more months down the line. Right. Absolutely. And that's not an ultimatum. That is asking for what you need. And if you can't provide it, then then the relationship isn't Fuck for em. you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Feeling feisty. Uh, that's hilarious. Can I ask you a question that's like sort of tangentially related? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was think as I was reading that question, I was thinking about open relationships, and I like know a lot of people who are in like open or semi-open relationships, yeah. and they are all like gay men. Mm. And so I was wondering if you have had the same experience where like your well. So I sometimes feel that my relationship is less queer because it's not open. Oh, my God. That's such a great question. That's such a great question because last episode we were talking about, um, like, queer scarcity Mm -hmm. because somebody experienced uh, an open relationship gone wrong. Like, somebody—and— 
And I remember us talking about or, or making the point that just because if you're polyamorous, but you don't want to be polyamorous right now in this relationship, right. doesn't make you any less polyamorous or right. any less valid. Yeah. Um, I I can't remember the specific question you were asking, but I, I totally I think re- there was a question. I no, think I just made I, a statement. Yeah, I, I totally relate of the idea of is my relationship. Um, I I just always think my relationships are invalid. Right. Like I just I have a huge issue with that, whether it's because I'm dating somebody my friends don't like or that I'm queer or that I'm dating a man and I'm not queer enough or whatever. Yep. Um, for me, open relationships don't really show up on the queer spectrum in my mm-hmm. social groups. They're mostly <laughs> it's a lot of artists. <laughs> oh, <laughs> of, I know. A lot of theater kids. <laughs> That's who, and no shade to theater kids and artists. That's literally I was me. a theater kid, so. That's literally exactly who I am. Um, but, yeah, you know what it is that I think I can speak to from your question or what you brought up is that um, I, I do think monogamy is kind of like this weird um, human trap that we put ourselves in yep. that goes against our body and um, biology and um, human desire and human nature to fuck up. Right. However, that being said, I'm a, I'm a monogamous person. Yeah. Um, so at there are times when I think about polyamory or open relationships and think that is like an enlightened level of human companionship yep. that I'm not at yet. But even that statement is me devaluing my own mm-hmm. desires and my own relationships to saying like, I'm not enlightened enough to be in an open relationship, right. which is bullshit. Yeah, no. And that's the thing is like, it feels like if you were actually like peak queer or like yeah. if you could actually live the values that you hold, then right. you would be able to have an open relationship, right. which is like, I Peter and I have talked about it and I'm like, I could do it in theory, but like totally. in practice, I don't think I would be able to handle it. Yeah, I agree. It's, I love that you brought this up because I think I think some of our listeners will relate to it. Just the idea of like, yeah, I, I believe in open relationships. I understand and see why that might foster some of the strongest relationships I've ever sure. seen. Yeah. However, I just don't know if that's what I want or if I could. Yeah handle it um and i'm not even a particularly jealous person i just um i don't know i like i like having my person yeah i like having that one person i get it yeah interesting maybe we can get some thoughts from people online about yeah if you have feelings or thoughts about that please hit us up slide into our dms (laughs) yeah i don't know we could talk more about it but um, no i just wanted to i think that's a great thing to bring up yeah dms (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We could talk more about it, but... um, No, I just wanted to... I think that's a great thing to bring up. Yeah. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually, so I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week, and every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit, and I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. 
That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, let's move on. This next person is writing to us from The Void, and their name is, I think this is fake. (laughs) What? But it's Cameroon (laughs) Macaroon. Yeah. What a fun name if that was your real name. Cammy Mac for short. (laughs) Cammy Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Or Siru. No, I don't know. That's not Okay, and so Cameroon Macaroon is writing to the, from the void and they say I'm 31 just got out of a four year relationship with a person with multiple sclerosis and nerve pain that hasn't been successfully controlled mm. whose con- whose condition worsened significantly while we were together including having to stop work going from being capable of a full day of activity with breaks to having about 4 hours max per day etc 
Things ended despite a lot of remaining affection and living together for three years. One of the big causes of this ending was that I wasn't able to transition between roles of caretaker, advocate, and lover, and our sex life became non-existent. We broke up and she moved out, and we managed to remain close and friendly and things like that. I gave her the cats. Hmm. I caused a lot of heartbreak in by ending this relationship, and... I can't pretend her illness had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. My intent was to spend a long time sim- single, but a long time mutual friend had sh- has shared that she has feelings for me. Indeed, that she has had feelings for me since we met four years ago. We've hung out and it's pretty intensely great. Hmm. I want to maintain a close friendship with my ex. I want to explore... W- Uh, with my friend who could be more mostly i want to shed my guilt for how things went and behave in a way i can live with all right wow that's a great question cameroon macaroon um thanks for writing to us thanks for like braving the wilderness with us absolutely that's a Brene brown quote (laughs) you wouldn't get it sam you haven't read oh my god i love her (laughs) he's lying everyone all right so yeah i mean i think that the central thing in this is like it's talking about how do we shed guilt right how do we take away the guilt that we are carrying around the ways that we may or may not have harmed people um which is hard totally hard it's tricky Um, and i think it's particularly tricky with the roles that this writer has brought up yeah the idea of um caretaker lover um friend or what was the other one they said Oh, caretaker, advocate, and lover. Mm. Yeah. I mean, those are difficult roles to navigate, especially when you go into a relationship, yeah, not thinking that you're going to have to. Those are difficult roles to navigate without sex and love and partnership, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we, that we all need to realize is that, like, um, we can't always be the people that we want to be. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, like... We may want to be in it's a relationship, impossible. right? No, I mean that's just we're it's humans. Impossible with... to be the person we want to be all the exactly. time. Exactly. I mean, we can always continue to strive for it, mm-hmm. but um, having weaknesses and having failings doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Right. It just means that you are human, um, and that sometimes you are put in a situation where you are not equipped to be able to handle it. Right. And and not just weaknesses or failings, but desires and. Uh, not being able to fulfill, fulfill things or wanting something else. Like, that just makes us human. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, I think a lot about, like, healthy boundaries. Yep. I don't want to answer this question and paint a world in which a relationship like this can't thrive because I believe they can. Mm-hmm. But because, as you've articulated, that some of the dynamics shifted in the relationship um, and this person's abilities significantly decreased you know you two were just doing the best that you could you were just trying to adapt and survive and thrive during that time and as you were developing these new boundaries i think some of the i think some of the boundaries became out of whack or the power dynamics became out of whack and that's a hard thing to come back from oh absolutely and i think part of this is also just forgiving yourself too right right it seems like you're holding on to a lot of um, guilt and shame around the fact that you left someone who was um, getting sicker. Right. And that um, 
and maybe couldn't show up physically to the life that you two kind of planned on. Right. And exactly. That, and that 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 like breeds a lot of guilt, I think. It does. But that doesn't make you a, a bad person. Right. Right. Um, there's nothing inherently in you that is bad. I will say, though, that we want you to be able to shed that guilt. But there's also a level of accountability here that that we that I think that you need to be also taking on, too, which is that like. You have made this decision, and it was the right one for you, and I'm mm. really, really glad that you did it. And because it was the right thing for you, it's ultimately the right thing for your partner. Absolutely. But at this point, you also need to sort of accept the consequences of that decision. And so my concern is that as you are going in this relationship with this new person, that's gonna that might be really hard for your former partner to be able to be your friend. Right. And so if you want to pursue this new relationship, that's great. And I think that you should. And but we you support need... it. We want you oh, to absolutely. have it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone deserves to have a great relationship, right. even if they wanted to be single for a long time. Right. Right. Like I've also been in that situation where I've broken up with someone to be single and then like started dating someone else like a month uh, later. <laughs> I don't know. You're talking about <clears throat> never happened to me. No way. But like those are two decisions that you are making. And so now you need to figure out how you need to be respectful of the the ways in which other people show up mm. given those decisions. Totally. I love that because w- upon reading this, I all I thought was two things predominantly, which were one, um, you need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. That you did the best that you could with the knowledge and experience that you had at that time. Absolutely. And di- and so did your partner. Like, right. you guys were just dealing with life. Absolutely. And um, sometimes we can make it through those things and sometimes we can't. Yep. But the second thing it made me think about is it might not be the healthiest thing for your ex to have a close friendship with you right now. Right. And that might be contradicting to your desires, especially your nurturing desires. Like Mm -hmm. you want to be because you can't be a lover. You want to be the best friend or the best nurturer, the best caretaker. But sometimes it it's not about shifting energy around. It's not about saying, like, I can't be your lover. So let me be so Mm. close and so good to you. Yep. this your ex might need some space yep. and some time. So, yeah, it, like Sam said, it's a combination of like forgiveness and accountability. We want you to be happy. Like yep. I, I say, go for it because life is short and fleeting and we're doing the best that we fucking can. Even yep. when we crush other people, even when we hurt people, even when our dreams are destroyed, yep. even when we hurt ourselves. We're just doing the best that we can. And we and and now you get a chance to do it differently. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's, yes, there's opportunity here for you in this new relationship, and that's great. But just, we can't always have everything that we want. Mm. Um, And so understand that by choosing this person that you want to have this, try this new relationship with, that might mean that you need to give up. Mm, Your friendship. Your friendship. Your ex, yeah. And that. And that's hard. It is. And that's a a totally viable uh, decision. Like, that's a great. That's great that you want to pursue love. Yes. But just know that every action that we take does have a reaction somewhere and yes. does have consequences. Absolutely. I think, too, the la- maybe something that I want to end on is I carried a lot of guilt around for years about things that I did in relationships, things that were done to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I coded myself in my brain as somebody who was unworthy mm-hmm. or somebody who deserved nothing because I made poor choices when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm just here to say, Cameroon, Macaroon, that you can grind yourself up against the reality that you are lovable as much as you humanly want. Like, mm-hmm. you can fight that. You can say, look at all these horrible things that I've done. And at the end of the day, you're still going to be worthy of finding new, awesome, good love. Absolutely. Um, so maybe that'll encourage you just to say, it was what it was, and now it isn't anymore. Yep. Um, but that doesn't mean I can't. And, and I was who I was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Um, yep. and, but that doesn't mean I can't move on. So... Yeah. Great. We love you. We love you. We want to know how this new relationship goes. Absolutely. And we're also rooting for your ex, for her to feel whole and happy and healthy. Yep. Yeah. I also want to say we love you to Barbara, because we did not say we love you at the end of her letter. (laughs) Barbara. We love you. Sorry about that. Sorry. We're in a funk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this next letter comes from Anonymous Anonymous in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to summarize part of it because it is uh, full of a lot of details, which is really great and helpful for us to have the context to answer, but we don't need to read the whole thing. Um, Basically, Anonymous was approached by someone on Tumblr. Ooh, Tumblr. Right? Did you have a Tumblr? I don't have a Tumblr. Did you? No. If you did, what would your screen name be? Probably Sam Blackwell. (laughs) So vanilla. Uh, that is my screen name on everything. <laughs> I know. Mine too. But like when I was younger, it could have been something frisky. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really understand Tumblr. <laughs> just a blog. Just a cool blog. I'm really not cool. great at the social media, but we all know that. Ugh, guys, just get him on Twitter. <laughs> Keep adding me until I have to give in. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, was approached by uh, someone on on Tumblr. Uh, They started dating for a little bit. It was a great relationship, but the Tumblr girl wanted to move faster than Anonymous was able to. So they decided to break up. Do we know Anonymous's gender? We don't. Okay. Yep. They didn't put that in there. Okay, just wondering. Yep. So they sort of didn't talk for a while, and then uh, Anonymous started getting more Tumblr messages from an anonymous source or from an anonymous page. Mm. Uh, saying that that they missed her or they missed them and like all of that stuff, right? And so it turns out it was it was Tumblr girl. Got it. So they got back together for a little bit, started hanging out, even though Anonymous was in a, a committed relationship. Uh. Um, and it sort of got hot and heavy and intense. And then uh, and then basically Tumblr girl just stopped responding to her texts or started stopped responding to their texts. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so then whatever. Tumblr girl is now in a long-term relationship. Anonymous is now married, and Tumblr girl is back oh, messaging. Oh, kind of like a white whale. Yes, Tumblr girl is the white whale. Um, just for context, the um, Anonymous is now married to a man. Okay. And Tumblr girl is now engaged to a woman. Okay. So, um, blah 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 blah. I'm sorry, that should not do that. <laughs> <laughs> he means yada yada yada. <laughs> All right, so Anonymous writes, uh, we talked for a few months again, and something she said really struck struck 
with me, the proverbial thorn in my side. She told me that she wished I had fought for her. Mm. I miss her and I miss the fiery connection we had, but I am happy with my life. I am at a content place. But when I see her or talk to her, my entire viewpoint shifts. The what ifs are constantly going through my head and it drives me crazy. She drives me crazy. I know deep down that we aren't right for one another. I'm a very driven person and I don't do well with complacency. She can be lazy and frustratingly indecisive. I shouldn't think this way being married, but there is such a big part of me that is still intrigued by her and the passion she brings to my life that it's hard to walk away from. Hmm. About a month ago, she stopped talking to me again for the third time. It was kind of out of nowhere, and of course it hurt, but I don't even know how to process it. I'm so conflicted because part of me wants to just perform the grand gesture, Hmm. risk everything I have now to be with her and fight for her. But I don't know what I would do if I laid it all out there and she ended up choosing her fiancé anyway. I know the two outside parties have the absolute shit end of this situation, and I do hate what I am doing to my husband, but I am a big believer in things happen for a reason, Mm. and I really don't know what to do. She gets married in a few days, and the thought of it just makes me sick and sad. Every story has a bad guy. This one is definitely me, but I unfortunately, I can't control it, and I don't know what to do. Hmm. Help. Anonymous. I know. Um, Okay, so just quickly summarizing... The pre-letter, which was somebody was really important in Anonymous's life, yep. came in and out of it via Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, the kind of tumultuous, like all or nothing. Yep. And then very hot and heavy for a very short period of time, and then suddenly gone. And again and again, and but then now they are both in other committed relationships, yep. um, involving marriage or engagement, and and Anonymous is basically like, what the fuck, <laughs> right? Did I get it right? Oh, for sure. Okay, yep. great. Um. First things first, Tumblr girl, not anonymous. Like, anonymous, <laughs> I'm talking to the person that you've been writing. Shit or get off the pot. <laughs> like, you had your chance. That's right. And I think it's a little manipulative of Tumblr girl to say, I wish you fought for me. Oh, my God. That's the most manipulative thing that people say in relationships, like, to try and get the person back. And, and you it's... know what, Tumblr girl? I wish you fucking were consistent. <laughs> right? Seriously. I like, wish you were reliable. Here's my thing about Tumblr girl that really ang- makes me angry is that she is always in control and yet mm. she is always the victim. Mm. And it's like, no, you don't get I to be that. I feel a little red right now. <laughs> a little on blast right now, Sam. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm not directing this at you. I'm directing this at Tumblr, No, I girl. get it. I get it. I just am a control freak. <laughs> but, like, it's just, that is what is so frustrating to me about this, is that, like, she just comes in, and she's yeah. like, hey, I love you, and you hurt me, and then she ghosts you every single time that you're yeah. talking. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm ultimately a romantic, but it takes some gall to hit you up a couple days before her wedding and say, right. I wish you fought for me. I would turn around anonymous and say, are you sure you want to get married? <laughs> like, right. am I the person who you should be contacting right now? Right. Are you having cold feet? Are you getting anxious about making this big life choice? Like, for sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Like... Well, let me back up a little. (laughs) I started out by just yelling at Tumblr Girl. Anonymous, I want to say to you that a couple things. One, I have felt the extreme pressure, but the undeniable passion and genuine emotion that comes from those types of connections. Yes, absolutely. Those people who can literally someone can say their name and you get chills up your spine and you haven't spoken to them in six years or whatever. Like I have those people in my life who are 
are weighted, who, 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 whose words really pull something out of me. Yep. So I just first want to like acknowledge that, that like, it's okay that you have somebody who does this to you. That's not your husband. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You're not, you said you wrote yourself as the, um, the enemy or the bad guy. And, and I don't think that's you at all. You're just feeling feelings like we all do. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and not to put your husband on blast, but like your husband thinks about other people too. Like this is just very human. Um, he might not be entertaining the ideas like you are, but what you're experiencing right now is very human and very understandable. And, um, and it's fucking confusing. It is. It is for sure. (laughs) It's fucking super confusing. Yeah. And I, I think that thing about the bad guy in this and um, and sort of the, the two other parties in this getting the shit end of the situation like that. I want to challenge that yeah. because I think that the thing that gets us into these emotional swirls where we can't figure out um, what to do is that we always assume that there's a, a villain and a victim and a hero. Mm. Right. And so if we continue to see ourselves in those in within that triangle, that's where we start to to not be able to like understand how we get out of the situation. Mm. And so when you are telling yourself you're a villain, then you're like, well, then I can't be anything else besides That's a so villain. That's so real because I think about like one of the most important breaks, breakups of my life. Like I carried the idea that I broke us for so long mm-hmm. and that my ex was the hero, that he was the perfect being. Yep. And I, my brokenness broke that. Yep. Um, but even just recently, even though we broke up years ago, like I just recently realized like that's not true that nobody there's no villain in the story. Right. Um, again, we're just doing the best that we can and yeah. that we're, we're coming at things with different tools and different abilities. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's so to get out of that, like, how do you make an intention in your heart about what you want and what you are going to do that right. is separate from I'm the bad guy my partner is the the victim and this other person is the hero trying to save me from right, that. Right, right. I think, so I want to validate, like, it sounds like you might have some repressed feelings mm-hmm. that you haven't, or maybe, like, a repressed part of your identity that you haven't been able to explore with mm-hmm. this person. And I want to acknowledge that and say, I, too, have felt pulled in many different directions in my life and in my identity and, and felt like one thing negated the other. Yep. Um, but I also want to say, if you do love your husband, if you like the world that you have built with him and yep. built by yourself, truly, yep. if he satisfies you physically, emotionally, in all ways that you need to be satisfied, then you can't heal a wound by picking at the scab Hmm. you can't uh, there does come a point with these people no matter how hard they can pull on our heartstrings no matter how weighted they are in our souls like there is a point where you can close the door on them yes absolutely and maybe that's what you need to do to pursue Mm -hmm. true happiness yeah i mean i i think that's absolutely right and i i will say also like I firmly believe that love is not an emotion. Love mm. is a choice that you make. Mm. And so you are, you know, with your husband now. And so you are exposed to his flaws all of the time. So you can see the fact that he, um, like, doesn't make the bed or whatever. But you right. can also see that sometimes he's emotionally distant or right. or whatever that is because you're in close contact with him all the time. And you 
you have the option of making the choice to continue to work and love with him. Right. Despite all of that. Right. Tumblr girl's not giving you that choice because she is just coming in and she's like, hey, I'm hot, I'm heavy. And then she just disappears before you can see any of those flaws. I literally just read a thing on long distance relationships that was like doing some some (laughs) homework for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what I'm doing. Uh. Um, Sam is shading me right now and I'm not going (laughs) to not going to engage. Okay. So they were like, um, do you they said that in long distance relationships, we tend to idealize um, our partner's. Uh, flaws or character traits because yep. oh no no not just that back up okay. a little backing up um, beep beep <laughs> such a nerd <laughs> they said the article said that um, long distance relationships tend to be more intimate and feel more vulnerable because you share more of yourself mm. because you idealize your partner's traits does that make sense yep. you don't you feel like it's more intense and more intimate and you share these more passionate intimate things yep. because you don't see the daily grind because right. you just see the polished veneer that they want you to see for sure um, and so this is all to say anonymous I agree with Sam like love is work Mm-hmm. Love is a choice. Yep. And Tumblr Girl is coming into your life and tapping at, like, scratching away at what, what you're building with your husband. Yep. And I don't want to say your marriage with your husband is perfect. I don't want to assume that. But, man, Tumblr Girl is... Something's up with Tumblr Girl. Tumblr yep. Girl is unhappy. Yep. And she thinks that she'll be more happy if she fulfills something with you. And here's the number one thing, Sam, so many of our listeners write in and say, I know I shouldn't do this, <laughs> or I know this person isn't right for me, or I feel like, you know, blah, 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 but yep. dot, dot, dot. Guess what, Anonymous? Your feelings are so valid and yep. so instinctual. Your instincts, your subconscious is already trying to build a future for you in which you're happy. Mm-hmm. It's You just got to let it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely true. I mean, we get, I think we still struggle with that too. Totally. (laughs) It's like, I know I shouldn't do this, but here's 18 reasons why I want to. (laughs) Sounds like an awesome, like Jennifer Garner movie. (laughs) Yes, I shouldn't do this, but. 18 reasons why I shouldn't fuck this dude. Also, love that you brought up Jennifer Garner. Should I talk about how much I love her? (laughs) Yeah, sure. That can be the blind day. You can just be like, have you ever heard of her? Just, yeah, right. Just know everyone that I'm obsessed with Jennifer Garner. Yeah. (laughs) Top five favorite things about Sam, at least number three, is that he follows the most unusual celebrities. (laughs) I'll, like, randomly go to a celebrity's Instagram, and I'll see it, like, followed by Sam Blackwell. And I'm like, why are you following Ice-T's wife? Like, why are you following her? (laughs) It's just unexpected. No, and I like circulate through them too. So like I will like follow some for a while and then unfollow them. Ooh, yeah. you're so you're so scandalous. <laughs> I curate my Instagram feed very carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um can Go. can I just read one thing that I wrote in my notes yeah. that this morning when I was very punchy was that uh, Punchy? Punchy? Ooh, I've never heard that used as an adjective. It's oh, yeah. cute. Tumblr girl is like a fucking succubus, all beautiful and flawless, and comes in and sucks the life out of you and then leaves. Yet again, feel dragged. (laughs) Feel a little... That sounds like my Tinder bio. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Yes. <laughs> we should do like a live Tinder experience with me. Yeah. Can we have like the <laughs> the listeners write your Tinder profile? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, Anonymous, this is all to say like uh, we want to validate your feelings. Like yep. we all have those people out there who pull on those strings. Those white whales. They, and they and they they make everything else, you know, if they're heroin, everything else is like a sugar rush. Yep. Right. Yep. And that sucks. That That's really hard to like walk around in. But I said this on the last episode, the peaks and the valleys, they're not sustainable. Yep, like absolutely. the highest highs and the lowest lows, that's not real. Yep. The real world is in the trees somewhere. Like the real world is is on the ground. For sure. Um, so, and yeah. it's, it's clear that it's not sustainable because she's, she's been ghosting on you yeah, every time you things get too it, complicated. Anonymous. You right. said, I know it's, she's not right for me. So trust your heart. Trust your gut. If anything... Be like, well, what am I missing in my relationship that makes me feel like this is so much better? Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's a good question. Let's leave you with that because it's a big question. Um, just know that we love you. We support you. Um, and we want Tumblr Girl to stay anonymous. <laughs> to get out of your inbox. Yeah. Anyway. Great. Thank you. We love you. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. All right. Last letter. Last letter. This is from Lost and Lonely, and they're writing from Kansas. Dear Sam and Sierra, I recently went through a bad breakup, probably the worst of my life. This last relationship was definitely the most intense I've ever had, and I felt the most romantic connection with this girl. She was great. Kind, funny, smart. We had the same interests, and we both liked the same kind of music, and we just got along really well. And then everything went wrong. Ever since starting college, I've suffered from really bad depression. I've had bouts of this in high school, but never enough to make me worried about it. But once college started, it got really severe and episodes were more frequent and longer lasting. This girl and I met at college and started dating during the second semester of last year. Originally, she was very understanding and supportive but uh, during these dark times for me. But as they got more and more frequent, it eventually became too much for her. She felt like she had a responsibility to try and fix things, and I didn't exactly do the best job of mitigating that feeling for her. So we broke up at the end of last school year, and this summer has been miserable for me. I've tried everything I can to distract myself from thoughts of her, but nothing has worked so far. Things that used to make me happy now just remind me of her. I spend most of my free time laying in bed wanting to fall back asleep. Mm. I've been seeing a therapist and recently started on antidepressants, but nothing seems to help. We've had the same friend group at school 
Hell, my best friend at college is her roommate, and I know this is going to cause problems. I'm going to spend less time with this friend than I used to, and when I spend time with her, it will just feel like I'm a divorced dad getting his awkward weekend with the kids. Hmm. We have similar classes. She's going to be living down the hall from me. I can't escape her without entirely abandoning my friends, my classes, my living situation, and even my college as a whole. And I don't think that's fair for me, but I know that being around her will only make me more miserable. The worst part of it all, though, and the part that I wanted to ask you two about was that this breakup helped me realize something I think I've been denying for so long. All my relationships are incredibly quick. This one barely lasted longer than two months, and it's one of the longest. And almost always end because my significant other can no longer tolerate me or decides that I'm no good for them. Despite trying my hardest to be kind, caring, loving, and compassionate, I always end up just being too clingy, too annoying, too depressed, too toxic. I'm a harmful person, and everyone I'm close to seems worse off for knowing me. This is true for platonic friendships as well. I genuinely think I'm incapable of loving someone without hurting them, no matter how hard I try, and that makes me feel like such a monster. Mm -hmm. All I've ever wanted in life is to love someone and have them love me back, but instead I just ruin people's lives. And when they finally leave me, they're always so much happier. Oh, my God. How do I cope with the horrible and harmful person that I am? Wow. Lost and lonely, we love you so much. We we definitely love you. And I just want to say I am so... Sorry that you feel as if you have driven everyone away from you. Like yeah. that is just such a a big thing to it's carry lonely. with you. Yeah. And it's that, lonely. And loneliness eats away at people the way nothing else does. Absolutely. I can only imagine how much it hurts right. to carry that. Right. And that's that's hard. So this our response is gonna be like a lot of our responses super affirmation driven, but um, because we we know that you're worthy of love. We know that you're not a monster. But I just want to unpack like yep. where those thoughts come from and how hard they are to carry. Because I just relate to this a lot, lost and lonely. Like sure. I relate to this. I said earlier in this episode that I carried a lot of um, feelings of worthlessness and destruction with me. My favorite quote for a long time used to be this Eric Fromm quote who was like a psychologist um comparable to like Nietzsche or something okay who knows if I'm right or not (laughs) but anyway this quote will this quote will give you context for my early 20s my favorite quote for so long was the destruction of the world is the last almost desperate attempt to save myself from being crushed by it yeah Jesus (laughs) so that was my favorite quote for so long the idea that I self-destruct because I save myself from being crushed by the world, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And lost and lonely, lonely. I want to say, like, it took me a long time to realize that that's n- not just unhealthy, but that that's not how I move through the world. Right. I'm not a monster, and neither of you. Yep. You can make a thousand irresponsible, hurtful choices. Yep. You can push away a hundred lovers, but that doesn't mean that you yourself are a monster, or you are broken, or you are hardwired. Absolutely, you know, for for hurt. That's right, and and that that is what depression does to us too, yes. right? Like, you know, I am also have suffered from anxiety and depression. Um, And that's what depression does. It it catastrophizes everything. It Mm. makes us focus on the negative. I mean, our brains 
our brains are hardwired to see patterns. Like right. that is how we survived was be able to like make uh, sense out of chaos. And what depression does is it it uses that skill and makes it so that you only see the negative things about yourself and right. the things that you've done. And so like when I was in my worst place of depression, like I was like, I'm a horrible student. I'm not being healthy. I am. I have no friends and I'll never make them hmm. because that's the only thing that I could see was just all of the ways in which I had pushed people away or the ways in which I was not uh, succeeding in the way that I wanted to in school. I couldn't see that I was actually doing very well and coping really well. Right. I could only see that I was just failing all the time. Right. I think that in addition to like actual chemical imbalances that, yeah. you know, depression can come from. I think hating yourself is so much of a lifestyle yeah. and so much of a learned behavior. And and that's not to say I'm not saying that those thoughts are not subconscious or yep. they don't seep in because of other things. But we are products of our patterns. We are products of the things people have said to us yep. and our inner monologue. Like we are who we say we are. Right. 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 And that's really hard because it's really fucking hard when you're when you've been in abusive relationships or maybe yep. you had a really hard childhood or you do s struggle with chemical imbalances or depression or anxiety to tell yourself like, I'm loved. I am whole. I am worthy. Like yeah. it's not as simple as just a fucking mantra for yourself. No, it's not. It's definitely not. And we, you know, we talk about ha happy, healthy, and whole all the time. Right. Which is easy to say, but it's harder to actually get to. It's not to. even that easy to say. It's kind of like a tongue twister. Have you have it all? When I was at my most depressed, I would like put all of my time and effort into like writing a paper and then I would submit it and I would get it back and it would be 94% and I would be like, it's not 100, so it's a failure. Yeah. Right? Like, and so, and that is a learned behavior because I was taught by my parents, by teachers, by society that like anything less than perfect is not acceptable. Mm. And perfection is the only place where you can be. Otherwise you are failing. It's the same thing in relationships, right? right? And I think that it might be what is happening here with you is that maybe you're applying that same logic to your relationship. So your the, heart. right. The first time that someone doesn't text you back or right. the first time that someone snaps at you or makes a joke or that doesn't land well. With you. Like right. it, so th there's no future in which you don't disappoint people. Right. Absolutely. And but that doesn't mean that you're failing at the relationships. Right. right? And you call yourself a monster, which is the I think the part that like haunts Sam and I the most. Yep. But we especially want to say like you're not. And and this letter other than you're just goddamn humanness. Mm -hmm. This letter is proof of that. Right. The thoughtfulness, the the care, the sensitivity to your significant others and friends around you that you're thinking of yourself as this cancer yep. shows us your humanity, shows Absolutely. us your, your, your beautiful, like struggling humanness. Absolutely. You know, we're all trying, we're all struggling. We also want to stress, um, it says that you started seeing a therapist and that you've started on antidepressants. We want to say that's awesome. That's great. And we're really proud of you. And that's one step in 30 steps that you're going to take Absolutely. to feel better. Uh, the thing I want to say is recovery isn't a um, destination. That is the lifestyle. Just yep. like self-loathing can be a lifestyle, like recovery, self-love. It's a choice that I make every day. It's yep. not a linear line. There's no finish line. It's not like all of a sudden I'll be in the right relationship and I'm not going to struggle with these thoughts. But For instead, sure. it's waking up every day and deciding that I'm more good than I am bad. Absolutely.
and granting yourself the space to make mistakes and to have off days or bad days right. or it's great that's yeah. that's part of it it's that you can't because if you see this again like it it's either perfect or nothing then that doesn't help you right. actually move towards being happy and healthy right. and whole right it's not it's not a perfect oh i don't feel depressed anymore ever and if i feel depressed once that means that i have failed. Right. Right. Exactly. It's not all or nothing. Also, r- just a gentle reminder that this therapy, this head and heart work that you're doing, it's not for your partners. Right. It's they will benefit from you being healthier and more whole and more self-love yep. filled. But this work is for you. Mm-hmm. And we're not like condemning you in saying that. We're like I was really moved that you said that a lot of your relationships are short-lived and that includes your friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that you're thinking about your impact on your relationships. Um, but the work starts with you, yep. really, and for you. Yep. Yeah, and I would say one of the things that I learned from therapy most recently that has been a game changer for me, because I also have been very hard on myself, mm. was that the reason why I'm hard on myself is because I am afraid that if I'm not perfect, things will go wrong. Hmm. And it's and so I am putting so much of uh, so much responsibility and weight on myself uh, that I am constantly trying to keep myself in line by being like, "Why did you do that? You're so dumb. Why did you Why did you say that? You ruined this thing." Um, and it's not because I hate myself. Right. It's because I'm trying to protect myself. Right. And so. I just want you to to know that you're not a monster and you're not awful for thinking that you're a monster. It means right. that you're trying it's, it's self-preservation. You're trying to keep yourself safe. And that is that is okay. Um and that's something that you're going to need to talk about with your therapist and figure out and how you can make space for yourself to not be perfect and to have issues in your relationships that don't end them or make right. them awful. Um and that I'm so glad to hear that you are going to therapy and that you are moving forward with that um, because that is something that 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 I have had a hard time dealing with. too. Right. right. I love that. I think maybe the one more thing that I want to add to because I think I was most moved, like I said, when you when you talked about your relationships, both platonic and romantic being feeling stressed or short lived or mm-hmm. toxic. I want to encourage you, lost and lonely, to internalize everything that Sam and I have been saying and and internalize the natural duality of life Mm -hmm. or that everything is in the gray area, that no one person is perfect. No relationship is perfect. No friendship is perfect either, except for Sam. No, just kidding. (laughs) Um, We're not at all. No, (laughs) we're definitely not. Um, (laughs) But I see you lost and lonely, like really self-reflecting and trying to be better. And I just want to say that it is okay too to hold yourself accountable yep. in ways that are nurturing to yourself. Yes. You're never, you, you say that I'm clingy, I'm too needy, I'm too depressed for these people to love me. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You're never going to be less clingy if you punish yourself for being clingy. Right. Right. Yep. If you say like, I can't feel this. None of me can feel this. Yep. Instead, it's about setting up healthy tools, approaches that hold you accountable to the person you want to be yep. while still understanding that 
every feeling you're feeling is so human, is so natural. It just, as you've seen, it can wear on people. It, that, but that's 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 being a human, right? Yep. I, I just thought it was really important that you stress that some of your personal, your friendships feel stressed as well. And I, I don't know, it's fucking hard to be a human. It's fucking it hard to be a good friend and to hold yourself accountable and to grow. Um, this is a this is going to be a lifelong journey. Um, Rumi, <laughs> the second Rumi quote <laughs> says, and you, when are you going to begin that long journey into yourself? Mm. And I think it's starting now, that's lost great. and lonely. That's great. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end it. We love you. We love and you. And we hope that this provides you some company in that long journey. Absolutely. Hearts go out to you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much That's for listening episode. to episode nine. <laughs> is it, we is are, that what it is? Yeah, it's okay, episode great. nine. <laughs> I know. I can count. Um, we're almost on episode 10, which is just so exciting. Woo-woo. Quick reminder before we get into our exiting credits that we will have a Instagram live happy hour hangout with the Just Break Up hosts at, uh, on Wednesday August 29th at 6.30 Central Standard Time. You can hang out with us on Instagram Live. Um, and I'll put up some reminders on Instagram today and over the next couple of days. Great. So, yeah. So, at the end of every episode, we try and hook you up with a blind date, which is our setup with something that we love that we think you will also love. Yes. And this <laughs> week, we will be setting you up with a book called A Little Life. Oh, God. I cannot <laughs> believe you're setting them up with that. I know, which is like reflective of how I was feeling this morning when I, when I decided what our Y'all, uh, before blind date. Sam tells you about this book, I need you to know that my friend and this amazing poet named Hugh Min Win suggested that I read this book. And he said to me, it's going to irrevocably change your life, not in a good way. <laughs> so I can't believe. And then I, pa- I read it. Changed my life in a horrible way. Yeah, and then she passed it off to me. Yeah, And totally. then I read it it's and changed like my life in a horrible movie, way. It follows. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's like the ring where you just like, yeah, yeah, you read yeah. it and then seven days later you die of sadness. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> let me say this. This book is beautifully written. It's just, don't read it if you are any of our listeners. <laughs> Don't read it if you're like at all seasonally depressed yeah. or but but if you're a lit lover and you know Sam and I first fell in love over a sad book and yep. so like I knew we would be bonded forever over it. Oh for sure. It's it's so well written. It's devastating. I started crying about 50 pages in yeah. and then just didn't stop crying until the end. Yeah. Um, it's about friendships and yep. chosen family and yep. queerness and trauma. Yep. Um it, it's 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 a heavy one, y'all. It's but hey, heavy. that's what we we dive in. <laughs> it's like a heavy one and a baseball bat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just fucking hits you in the face. Oh, it really does. So right. I'm sorry that I changed all your all of your lives for the worse. <laughs> yeah, a little life. I'll post about it on our Instagram. <laughs> You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship meme, but most importantly, you can send us your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen. Yes, and we want to say thank you to a handful of listeners um, who've given us a five-star review on the iTunes Apple Podcast app. I want to say thank you. These <laughs> usernames are just fucking with me at this point. Because I want to say thank you to WAF123456789. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Playbaby, oh. to Black Kelsey, to Taze Rain, to I-L-Y-Y-U-S-J-A-K-L-X-H-D-I-A-L-Z-K-D-J-F. I love it. I think they probably just like went yeah, on their keyboard. Yeah, but they keyboard. left a really sweet review. They oh, actually great. said that they didn't know about it until yesterday. This was last week, and they binge listened through all of it so fast. Oh, um, why would you said, want to listen to our annoying voices for Samuel, seven hours in a row? Samuel, self-love only here. <laughs> Um, they said it's been so good and helpful and inspiring and it's my favorite ever. Thank you for being amazing. Oh, so thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so awesome. Thank you so much. This literally helps us keep the mics on and it helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two strangers telling them relationship advice. Right. Uh, original music recording producing by our friend Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, the What If Podcast and remember... Nothing in life is going to be all one or all the other. It's okay if you love someone and you might have a crush on someone else. It's okay if you are recovering from maybe an eating disorder or depression and you have one bad day. All of these these little steps backwards, they don't ruin the progress. They don't ruin the good love they're just a symptom of what it's like to be human, which is complicated and messy and full of duality. It is possible for you to be a perfect lover and to fuck up one day. It is possible for you to be an amazing student and get a B or an F or flunk out of school, right? Because it's all about timing. It's all about forgiveness and walking through this really messy, confusing world with some semblance of grace. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>